Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now back to Warriors This Week on 95.7 The Game. Final hour, John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason, 888-957-9570. It is Warriors this week as the Warriors taking on the Spurs and the Pelicans. Spurs tonight, Pelicans tomorrow, and uh, just kind of resetting things, Whitey, as far as the next couple of days go. And the Warriors not going to have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, or James Wiseman tonight. Uh, Clay's going to sit tonight, play tomorrow. Sounds like Otto Porter and uh, Andre Iguodala are going to play tonight, sit tomorrow. Warriors need two wins to earn seed in the Western Conference playoff race over Dallas. If the Warriors slip up and lose one of the final two and Dallas wins their finale tomorrow against San Antonio, then those two would flip. Dallas would move into third, the Warriors into fourth. Utah and Denver still battling it out for the fifth and the sixth spots, although Utah has the advantage because all they need is a win tomorrow at Portland uh, against the tanking Blazers who have (laughs) lost 10 consecutive games. Uh, Utah gets that wins that, then they wind up fifth, Denver sixth. Uh, so it's it's more likely if the Warriors wind up playing Utah, it's because the Warriors slip than it is Utah uh, collapsing as they are. Then then Utah would would move down to six at this point. Yeah, and as we've discussed, you look at San Antonio; they play the uh, Warriors tonight, then then Dallas tomorrow, and San Antonio tonight. They have a lot of guys that aren't playing, so they're getting ready for their playing game uh, against the Pelicans. We mentioned Keldon Johnson's out. Uh, McDermott's out, Murray's out, Pirtle's out, Devin Vassell's out. So you figure, okay, Warriors should win tonight in Dallas, even though Luka is probably not going to play tomorrow because he uh, hit the suspension. or the He's got an automatic one-game suspension because he got teed up again last night. You figure Dallas probably going to win there. So it comes down to the Warriors and the Pelicans, theoretically, for the third seed tomorrow. If the Warriors win tonight, well, and it looks like New Orleans is not going to have anything to play for. They're going to get ready for their playing you would assume so win tonight there's a really good chance the Warriors are, are going to win uh, both of these games so it's a very good chance they're going to end up uh, the third seed which would mean most likely we're looking here JD again this is what's most likely still some wiggle room but the Warriors against the Denver Nuggets in the first round yeah it's it's looking like that's the the most likely scenario uh, to, to come out of it with uh, regard to where everybody else is. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and 
yeah, and, and what's likely to happen here. So the Warriors and the Nuggets, we asked the question, who would you rather face in the first round? I don't think it matters. I know we talked about this a lot in the first segment uh, back in the 9 o'clock hour. I, I don't think it matters who the Warriors play. I know there are a, a lot of Warrior fans that are fearful of, of Nikola Jokic, and, and, and rightfully so. Uh, Utah is is really in a free fall uh, collapse down the stretch here this season. I think the Warriors able to they you know they blew another lead last night at home against Phoenix. The Warriors were able to come back against them down 16 in the fourth quarter. Like the Jazz blow leads, it's the story of of their season, and it's how they wound up out last year blowing the big lead to the to the Clippers as the Clippers eliminated them, and it's been something that that they've carried on. Uh, into this season. I, I think the Jazz are a softer team. I think the Jazz are a more skilled team, but the Warriors, it, it's not often the Warriors have an athletic advantage. I actually think they have an athletic advantage on, on Utah. Uh, not necessarily against Denver, but I just don't think Denver has enough other consistent scores beyond Jokic over a long series to, to be able to hang. Uh, and I do think the Warriors could wear wear Denver down a little bit with their depth, even as Jokic is is getting his. The plan would be, hey, Jokic is just going to get his. You make life as difficult as possible. The others aren't going to be able to do enough for Denver. So I, I think it's kind of six of one, half dozen of another between those two different styles. Jokic, the most feared player in that group, but I, I think the Warriors are in good shape uh, as far as either first-round matchup goes, no matter how it shakes out. Last year, of course, we saw the finally the end of the Embiid-Ben Simmons combo in Philadelphia. And I think we're very close to seeing the end of Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. It looks like it. Who knows? Maybe they find something. They certainly got some ability. Maybe they surprise some people. But how about this? I was uh, checking out the uh, Dallas Morning News today, trying to find out what the word is out of Dallas as far as who the Mavericks would rather play. And it's kind of a split decision there, too. But I ran across this. Um, Mavs, now it's with a question mark here, but it, Mavs have significant interest in Rudy Gobert trade. So apparently there are some people that think that if Gobert becomes available this offseason, and he may, that Dallas would have real interest in that. I know we, we can't worry about that now, but I just thought I would throw that out there because that, that definitely caught my eye. But bottom line, it doesn't look like Dallas really has a strong preference as to which team they play. Um, the Warriors, it looks like they're trending towards that third seed. And uh, the Denver Nuggets, I just think Jokic is, he's incredible. Um, we know that. But, I mean, he's the first guy to have, what, 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists in a season. The first guy ever to do that? I mean, that's something Wilt Chamberlain came close to doing but never did. So, he's a handful. That'll be a spicy series if it comes to that. You know, maybe we'll see Coach Malone return to the hack of Looney strategy. Uh, I don't know. I think the Warriors would prevail there if they're close to being the Warriors again. But I think it'd be a very entertaining series. Warriors in six if it comes to that. If it's Utah, um, it's either a sweep or a five-game series. Wow. And, uh, wow. A, a sweep or a five-game series against yeah. against Utah? You I'm just out. think I'm Utah's ready to, ready for it yeah. to end. You think Utah's ready for it all to end. Is that is that where you're at with them? Their their logo right now should just be a burnt piece of toast because that's what they are. Done. They're done. They're done. They have really bad chemistry, and they're playing badly, and it's all coming apart. Like I said, you never know. They find something, but I, I'd be really surprised if they do. 888-957-9570, those simple questions. Warriors are riding a three-game winning streak uh, all of a sudden. They beat the Jazz, the Kings, and the Lakers. Uh, and really, the 
last four games the Warriors have played much better basketball uh, and Steve Kerr going to, to more of a, a playoff rotation. We've talked uh, a lot about that. We talked in, in the last hour about Tim Kawakami's interview with Steve Kerr uh, and, and Steve Kerr saying, hey, the Warriors may have to shoot 40-plus threes and, and play small ball and be more offensively oriented with the Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole three-guard lineup. Uh, what do you think the options are if, as far as, you know, you know Draymond's on the court in that scenario, but what do you think the options are as far as, as you know, is it Wiggins? Could you could you see Iguodala being out there over Wiggins at, at the end of, of games? I mean, I think that, that could get a little bit tricky uh, at, at at different times, I I could see Iguodala finishing over Wiggins if it's a night where Wiggins it really just doesn't have it. Right, but um, you know, right now Iguodala and Draymond. It's interesting. I was going back and looking at the 2015 season, and so we were talking about the two way players. You know, Iguodala and Draymond in 2015. I know it was a long time ago. We all know they're not the same players. But you know they were pretty good shooters, any three point shooters, and now they're just they they're not going to take the shot. So I know there are situations where Steve Kerr feels really good having Iguodala on the floor at the end of the game. But if you have Iguodala and Draymond on the floor at the end of the game, I mean the other three guys better be making everything because that's you don't have to guard those guys, right? <laughs> yeah, and it would. I mean, and, and that only scenario where that would happen would be with the other three. Right, it would be the other three that that are all heavy scorers, but right. it's it's a matter of are you getting good shots? But no, that's a good point. That that's a good point because Iguodala isn't isn't the threat that Wiggins is. Yeah, yeah. So and Wiggins, uh, as we've said, you know, has had a couple good games in a row here, and I think that's really encouraging that it wasn't just you know one bust out game and then he disappeared again. So that that would solve a lot of problems if Wiggins can just be a consistently, you know, pretty good offensive threat. Maybe some bust out games, but if his floor is, you know, he's not going to hurt you offensively, um, that would be great for the Warriors going forward. Let's get Big Dave in San Leandro. What's up, Big Dave? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Um, I, I just caught a little bit of uh, your guys' show, um, and I heard you talking about, you know, different things you've read online from Dallas and whatnot. I was curious, did you catch this, um, it was a day ago, from the SF gate, from Alex Sequig. Did you, you, you catch what he posted? He basically said, NBA Finals or early exit, the Warriors and Steve Kerr should consider an amicable divorce. Thanks Thanks for the call. Thank, yeah, I, I hadn't seen, Dave, I actually hadn't seen that. Did you? Had you seen that, Whitey? Uh, I had not seen it. I think, you know, a week ago on this show, we were kind of entertaining that notion if the Warriors, you know, got bounced early. It just right now things look a lot brighter than they did a week ago. And I think right now that looks that looks pretty foolish because the Warriors had a had a really good week and the first round matchup is probably going to be pretty favorable for them. Yeah, it, it yeah, I, I think it's it, it it depends on how the season ends. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think. I don't think anybody's looking to uh, – nobody's looking to move on from Steve Kerr. Let's just say that. <laughs> but I know Steiny's alluded to that. Steiny's yeah. alluded to the, the fact that if things get – if things got weird and and it, they went out in a certain way, that, that maybe that, you know, maybe that could be something that would be on the table. Well, yeah, and I said a couple weeks ago, I said, and I think I overstated it, but I said Coach Kerr's coaching for his job more than he has at any point as a Warrior head coach. As I said, I think that was an overstatement. 
But yeah, when things were, things are looking brighter now, when things were looking like they were searching for answers, you could see if that unraveled and they lost the first round, maybe, but it just seems like we're a long ways from that right now. Um, the way they've played better of late with the winning streak going and two winnable games and, uh, and also has to do with the fact that Utah's playing so badly, but it looks like it's going to be the Denver Nuggets. And I, I know that I, I think more highly of the Nuggets than you do, but I think we can agree um, the Warriors are not scared at all in any way, shape, or form of the Denver Nuggets, and I think they they feel very comfortable with that matchup if that's what it comes to. Yeah, I actually I like the Nuggets. I, I think maybe more than it than it seems. I I, I respect the heck out of them. I, I think Jokic should be the MVP. Uh, flat out, I know there's there's been a, a lot of debate about that over the last couple of days. I mean, I I look at you know people talking about you know Philadelphia, and you know in, is it Embiid or is it Jokic? Right. Whenever that conversation comes up, I look at well Philly's forty nine and thirty one with with the team that they've had all year, and Denver's forty eight and thirty three. So they're basically going to finish one game off of each other and. Denver's got a bunch of bench players playing around Jokic yeah. for the most part, and so like to me that's like Jokic has held held that team. Like I to me it's Jokic in a in a landslide uh, based on the numbers that he's put up and holding that team up. I like Denver. I I think again it comes down to just the debate about Utah. I think Utah's a more skilled team. I think Utah's a more talented team. Like like top to bottom, like I think they're I think they have more good players in in comparison to to Denver, but I think Denver's together, and I think you know, they they believe in Michael Malone right now. I think they believe in each other. I just don't think they're as talented as you know. I just don't think they're talented enough to really be a legitimate threat, and that's even with Jokic doing his thing at a position where the Warriors are at their most vulnerable. So it's not so much anti-Denver. It's just they just don't. I mean, they don't have their second and third best players. They're not. They're not yeah, winning they're, a play. Like they're not. They're not going to be a legitimate threat in a playoff series. I just don't. I just don't see it. There's something poisonous going on in Utah between their two biggest stars, and we saw it last week at Chase when you had Gobert and he had a mismatch, and he's calling for the ball, and Mitchell has the ball in the wing, and I'm sure he had to see it because you could see it on TV, and he's calling for the ball. And he Mitchell did, just didn't throw it to him. And there have been, you know, reports, rumors, whatever you want to call it, um, that, yeah, they don't pass the ball to each other. So it's just hard to win when you're playing the most important games of the year, when you have that going on, the three big collapses here in recent weeks in the fourth quarters. I think that also speaks to how that, that team's just trending in the wrong direction. Jokic, I think he's more important to his team than any other player is to his team in the league. Now, that's not what the MVP award is. It's not like the best player on a bad team. That's not what it is. But here's my point. You know when you play Denver who you have to stop. And you know you don't have, to your point, you don't have to worry a lot about the other guys. No disrespect, they're all legitimate NBA players. But every team knows that Jokic is the guy that we have to stop. And they can't stop him. And you can look at points per game and this and that and say, well, Embiid's got a higher average. But you look at things like true shooting percentage, things like that, and Jokic is having a phenomenal season. He is the MVP. There's no question. He's also potentially a rough matchup for the Warriors. Uh, coach Malone is an excellent coach. They've had some really entertaining games this year, but I think the Warriors have to feel that, you know what, we could have beaten them just about every time we played them this year, except maybe for the game where we didn't have our, you know, we, we, we had load managed our lineup. So it's going to be an entertaining series and Denver's not going to just can't roll them over, but I think the Warriors handle the nuggets. 
Yeah, and even in that game, the Warriors hung with, yeah. with Denver su- surprisingly, uh, and and had. I mean, there were points where it looked like the Warriors might win that game outright, even even playing the the, the developmental uh, lineup against that Nuggets team. Will in Long Beach on on the phones eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's get back to some calls. What's going on, Will? Hey guys, love your show. Um, you know, I think people don't don't really listen to themselves before they speak. So when you talk about getting rid of Coach Kerr, I mean, did you see how much money Lakers spent for all these players? (laughs) It's like, it's asinine. So think about this before you speak. Coach Kerr came from the Bulls. He came from the the Spurs, you know, kind of, you know, the whole whole mindset of the Spurs coaching. He has three championships under his belt, five playoffs, Finals, come on, guys. Think before you speak. This guy is a genius. So I think the Warriors are going to keep Kerr until the wheels fall off. Well, and I think that, and and thank you for the call, Will. I I think that's what, and I don't want to speak for our our buddy Steiny Whitey, but I think that's, I think that's the scenario that that Steiny was referencing the kind of scenario to where maybe that would come into play would be the Warriors go out in a manner where it kind of feels like maybe the wheels are falling off a little My bit. My man. Yeah. I, yeah. Listen, uh, Will, thanks for the call. We're, uh, nobody is saying it's time to get rid of Steve Kerr. Well, yeah. I can't speak for Steiny. I know what I was alluding to is just the sense that I wouldn't be surprised if you had, if this thing ended really poorly, that maybe, uh, you know, ownership would look at this and go, we got to make a change. Not saying it should be done, um, but again, it doesn't look like it now because things have improved and there's lots of positive signs going into the playoffs. But that's all I was saying, and I stand by it. The way it looked here, and I think it's still that possibility. If they played poorly and stumbled and were out in the first round, I think it's potentially on the table. Not saying it should be, but I, I wouldn't surprise me if it came to that, that that's something that they would take a look at. Well, and and it it just it gets back to, you know, if this team keeps winning, then everything's going to be okay. If yes. if they yes. if they go out, then some of the things that maybe have been bubbling beneath the surface, things that things that the public doesn't necessarily know, things come you know, bubble back up when you when you go out, right? When you go out a certain way, then all of a sudden maybe it is, you know, Draymond had an issue with that, and the veteran players had an issue with the way the younger players were used and uh, you know you're it all of those things are i think a little closer than than people realize uh but then when you win it all gets kind of tamped down well if you lose in a hard fought playoff series especially one that you think you have a chance to win a lot of those issues agendas whatever it is they they bubble back to the surface and then have to be have to be dealt with and and i think you know that's that's kind of what we're getting at here is like it isn't the the three wins in these last four games and I think the Warriors playing fewer games you know in the last couple of weeks too it's it's kind of allowed everybody to yeah. recalibrate and maybe look at this team mm-hmm. a, with a little bit more of a a, a positive spin uh, and and they've earned that uh, based on how they've played that then then you know where it was maybe the two weeks before that but I think that 
you know, everybody's kind of a little bit more bullish on the Warriors now, and rightfully so. But it wasn't that long ago we were talking about, you know, what Iguodala had to say about the veterans and 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 versus right. the young players and the two the two way timeline. Like those things don't go away. They just mm-hmm. maybe don't get talked about when you win. Yeah, there's also this our our mutual friend. Uh, Mark Kreidler, who used to be on 95.7 The Game, he has a blog now, among other things he's doing. It's called The Dope, and he writes about sports. And I just his most recent piece, I believe, was about Steve Kerr and how this is the best coaching job Steve Kerr has ever done. And you could certainly make uh, that case. And we've, we've seen him struggle the last two years. And to get this team with so many moving parts and injuries, and this guy's out, and that guy's out, and this guy's playing well, and this guy's struggling with his role, to get this team to potentially a top three seed now the players deserve most of the credit because they're the ones playing but steve kerr yeah that's a you know you compare it to championships it's you're you're really kind of um it it gets difficult to discern which job is better but he's done a marvelous job to get this team this year with all these challenges into potentially the three seed in the west 888-957-9570 uh, let's get Skills in Vallejo. Skills is next here on, on Warriors This Week. Hey, Skills. Hey, good morning, Whitey. Good morning, John. Good to be on with you guys again. Uh, I just want to make three real quick points, and then I'll, I'll be out. Uh, Whitey, I agree with you about Jokic. He's a bad dude. He can do anything on the court. And if they face the Warriors, Warriors, please do not give him any cheap hard fouls because he'll give you that Morris treatment. And my next point, I think Clay Thompson is going to go off in the playoffs. My last point, Kerr, my friends think Steve Kerr is, you know, he should be fired. I do not agree with him. He didn't have all his weapons this year. He didn't have anyone over 6'9 in a conference with Aiton, Jokic, Gobert, and all those guys. He needs to get at least one more year with everyone before you even remotely begin to think about making any kind of change. Thanks, guys, for taking my call. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Unless... Unless there is something more going on behind the scenes that we don't know about that that pops back up again, but I think the only way it pops back up is if the Warriors go out in a in a real unseemly way, right? In a surprising and kind of ugly way, uh, yeah. which you know we'll see. I mean, the, we'll see how. I think you know if they win in the first round and 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 go out in a hard fought seven game series against Phoenix or, or Memphis in the second round, I think for the most part people are going to be feeling good about that. So, you know, things are looking a lot more optimistic than they were a week ago or or, or a week and a half ago. Uh, but here's the other reality, though. And, look, this is just the fans. I mean, fans are going to fan. But th- there is a pecking order in terms of blame when it comes to Warriors' losses. I mean, it's, just, it's part of war- the, the Warrior fan culture. Uh, you know, Steph's not getting any blame. Clay's not getting any blame. You know, Draymond might get blame if he gets a technical or gets ejected or something like that. But you know, Steve Kerr's going to get the brunt. Wiggins is going to get the brunt because the 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 view is he's not one of you know he's not a true warrior, right? He's not he's not a homegrown player. Uh, you know, it's going to be why didn't you play Kaminga more? It's going to be you played Bielitsa too much. It's going to be the rotations are a joke. I mean, those are the things you're going to hear. Whenever the even if the Warriors go out in the finals, those would be the things that you would hear. Steve Kerr sometimes he doesn't help himself too much because he's just so honest when he talks about 
And I think he did so in the interview you alluded to already today with Tim Kawakami, where he says, you know, some of those games, we I made mistakes and I'm, you know, you have sleepless nights. And he points out when he makes mistakes, when the team had started so well and then they were crumbling and people were looking for answers, what's going wrong? And when Steve Kerr says, you know, I, I made some mistakes in that game, then it's natural for people to go, oh, well, he's the problem. But as Skills said, Steve Kerr has won as many games as he's won as the coach this year with a lineup that doesn't have a lot of size. And I think he's done a great job. You look at all the different issues that have come up this year, and, you know, you still could have more with the injuries. Jordan Poole, right now, Jordan Poole's in a really good place, right? I mean, he's playing really well, uh, and he appears to be adjusting to his role change. They, he's handled, and when I say he, I'm talking about Coach Kerr, has handled the Clay situation well to the point where they went through some rough patches. Right now, that appears to be right on track, fingers crossed. you got to give the coach a great deal of credit for that. And even Moody and Kaminga, as much production as you've gotten out of them. Now, we don't know how much, if any, we're going to see of them in the postseason, but to integrate these young players and, and to bring them along in terms of development while you're winning games, we saw last year how hard that is, and Steve Kerr and the whole staff and again, the players deserve most of the credit. But Steve Kerr has made that happen before our very eyes. So there are a number of very unique challenges this year that he, as a coach, have he's done a really good job on a number of difficult fronts. Yeah, he has. And and for me, it's it's not necessarily that he's too honest at times. I, I would I would disagree a little bit on that with you. I, I think the the thing that it's that he's a little too nonchalant at times. Mm. Like I think mm-hmm. it's it's a little too casual. There's 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 times where you know fans are thinking we want this team to win every single game they possibly can and when they lose there's a little bit uh, too much of a of a nonchalant big picture uh attitude toward it that that is that is frustrating at at, at times it it's a little little casual little nonchalant and that's look that's sometimes your greatest strength can be your greatest weakness as well and i think you know from time to time you know that that does bite him. That it's you know th- there is a sense at times that well none of this really matters in the big picture, and I think that can that can rub people the wrong way sometimes. Yeah, that's a good point. But I do think sometimes you know not all coaches are going to say, hey, you know what, boy, I sure made a mistake there. But you're right, and that gets back to last year, of course. And we're not going to chase wins, which I'm sure he regretted almost instantly. Yeah, and, and we don't care what seed we get. And, yeah, and look, right. I think that's an organizational thing, but it's, you know, a lot of Warrior fans are looking at, hey, we want the three. Win right. these last two games. Lock it up. Warriors right. don't care. Like, they really don't. Like, that's, like, they're, you know, you, we can get into it in the last segment here, but it's, you know, they're going to go try to win, but they're not going to bust out to try and make sure they win two if they, if they have to. All right, we're a little overdue for a break. 888-957-9570. We'll continue the conversation. Final segment straight ahead. Still time for some phone calls on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now back to Warriors This Week on 95.7 The Game. All right, final segment, Warriors this week. Devon and Shamari coming up here at the top of the 12 o'clock hour, and then I'll be back for Warriors Live at 4. Warriors and the Spurs coming your way at 5.30 here on 95.7 The Game. Whitey, some text messages to get to from the uh, Xfinity Mobile text line. Those are coming up uh, in just a second, but let's get James and Fairfield in on the phone lines here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, James? Hey, guys, I'm calling in. I'm pretty vexed. I mean, the, the whole talk of these guys calling in and, yeah, Steve Kerr maybe needs one more year. Listen, man, what Steve Kerr has done here, he's earned the right to go out on his own terms. It just seems like, man, what he's done and what he's built with this program, these guys, the chemistry, it's outstanding. And just even waste a whole hour, you know, talking about assumptions and, well, maybe Steve Kerr. It's just not even, man, it's not even objective good sports talk. Come on, man. Listen, hey, Steve Kerr could maybe take this show and do better than you guys. Come on, man. All right. All right, Curry man. And, and, and All right, listen. James. 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 <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Have a nice life. Yeah. 888-957-9570. That's great. You're vexed. This, this was, I mean, this was a topic that came up. I don't even remember how it came up. It wasn't something that was put – it wasn't like, oh, yeah, let's I, – I, it's not like I jotted down on my rundown of things to talk about today, you know, should Steve Kerr be back or not. Like no, the caller had said, JD. Text- yeah, caller. A caller said that he saw somewhere at SF Gate or somewhere something. We don't even. I'm not even sure that was real. So I think we all need to relax. We're not actually having that discussion now. The only exactly. reason we keep talking about it is because people call and say, "How can you talk about that?" Well, we're actually not. Okay, so maybe, maybe we thank you for the call and thanks for listening. But I think we'd all be fine with it if we just moved on, J.D. Yeah, it's interesting. There are some text messages, though, to get to. And, and as far as I, the one part that where I do agree uh, with James is Kerr's earned the right to go out on his own terms. And I again, that's. That's kind of what I think Steiny maybe was getting at a little bit too. That that maybe if if things went a certain mm-hmm. way, he would know when it's time to 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 maybe move on or to have a different voice come in. Again, I'm I'm at the against my better judgment. I make that point because then people are going to think, well, we're you know we're advocating for it or we're acting as if it, it, it you know there's a there's a legitimate reality that it could happen. You know, he's a pretty introspective guy. Like nobody should just assume that he wants to necessarily be around for for the next ten years. If that makes sense, it, it, I'll either. just say like this: he, to, yeah, you know, right. 
Yeah, you're right. And just Go to ahead. be clear, I don't I don't think that Steve Kerr should be I don't think that should be on the radar right now. So we agree, right? He's a great coach. He's done a great job. And you know, he was one of the 15 greatest coaches ever, whether you agree with that or not. He's a great coach. There's no way around that. And the Warriors are fortunate to have him and he and his staff have done a really excellent job this year getting this team with all its problems and issues uh, many of which are you know injury related into the potentially the three seed but certainly a home court in the first round great job Steve Kerr end of story 925 on the Xfinity mobile text line uh, Warrior fans will blame Chioza and he's not even on the playoff roster Thanks, Ernie. Ernie and Concord checking in here <laughs> on, on 95.7 the game. Uh, the 510 nonchalant is good. Intense guys burn out quick. Uh, different uh, person from the 925. Kerr nonchalant? I- question mark. Isn't he top three in technicals for coaches? Well, he's not nonchalant in terms of complaining to the officials. He's not nonchalant about that. But at times he is nonchalant about, about losses. He is nonchalant about, you know, the ever-changing rotation. And, and so there, there are – he is – and I think he gets, he gets it from Phil Jackson. He gets it from Popovich. I mean, those two were, you know, fiery in their own right, but also very nonchalant. You know, Popovich is from the Don Nelson school of, hey, you know what, at the end of the day – uh, yeah, it doesn't always matter. Did you win or lose? Doesn't always matter if you win or lose. Like it, it. There is a ah bleep it nonchalance that that I think Popovich definitely ha- has had even more over the years. I mean, it gets back to resting players and and you know not every game matters essentially. And you know that's okay. I, I I'm I'm not really critical of him for it. I just think sometimes it doesn't align with a fan base that wants to not only see this Warriors team win every game, but be dominant in every game, right? I mean, that's that's the, the bar that was kind of ridiculously set by the 14-16 the, the to 16 run, and then when Durant came, it, it wasn't just that the Warriors were going to dominate, but it was that they were going to, they were going to dominate and almost embarrass, you know, the, the opponent. Uh, but by, by what they would do to them. And that, and that that bar has changed because the Warriors have taken more of a big-picture approach to, to some of these seasons. Here's a, an example of what exactly what you're talking about. You go back to we've been talking about the Nuggets a lot, right before the All-Star break when they lost that game to the Nuggets where Steph made the mistake of doubling on Jokic and he hits Morris, boom, it makes a three and you lose the game. And Steve Kerr said after the game, he's like, well, you know what, but we found some good things with the rotation. And Steph said, yeah, you know, we, we played better defensively. So I know it was kind of like, well, wait, that was, a t- that was a bad loss. I think there's two things at work here. Uh, I think Steve Kerr, and we've seen it this year, you know, because remember, they had that stretch where, my goodness, this team, they were really good, and now they can't win. What's going on? And I think it was his strategy to downplay all the things that were going wrong. He just didn't feel like there was any benefit in focusing on that. So he tried to find some of the positives, and I think part of the hope was we're going to figure this out, but these guys feel bad enough that people are making mistakes. No, I don't need to pile on them. So I think that's part of it. There's also that Gabe Kapler philosophy of, you know, the process is the thing. If you focus on the process and you keep doing the things you need to do well, then the wins will take care of themselves. So I think that's 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 two parts of that, why we heard that a lot from Steve Kerr this year. I, under, I know I myself 
kind of like, well, that was a bad loss to Denver. And he's talking about they found, you know, some good things in rotation. But it's coach speak, and he's really good at that. He, he is really good at that. And, look, here's, here's the deal. It, to just to just put it to put it bluntly in the in the context of the entire season because the season's about to be over here tomorrow night the regular season what what did you expect this team to be at the beginning of the year there were some people that thought oh top 6 some people that thought top 4 i know steve kerr in the in the interview that we've we've referenced a couple of times with tim kalakami there was he shared a conversation with the coaching staff about how he put 50 out there before the season started uh and you know to to the rest of the staff and that became kind of a a, a target and and it's something that shouldn't be diminished because they were 41 and 13 and 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 it took them a while to get to 50 and they struggled because of you know the in and outs of the of who's been in the lineup down the stretch of the season you know this team's going to be a top four seed they're going to win 51 or 52 or 53 games depending upon what happens here in the next couple of days and there still is an opportunity for this team to get everybody back and make a run on the fly to to try and contend for a championship so in the big picture for any of the little nitpicking about this game here or that game there or the rotation or whatever in the big picture this regular season has been a complete success for for the warriors i mean it's it, you can't like is it a win is it a loss it's a big time win no no question mm-hmm. and kirk gets credit for that Yes, yes, he does. But the the key question going forward here, and this is in no way, shape, or form aimed at uh, it's supposed to be a criticism of Coach Kerr. We saw how very impressive and dominant the Warriors were um, before the holidays, and we saw how they really stumbled after that. So with the playoffs about to begin, which is the true Warrior team right now? And that's where they are figuring that out as they try to bring – Steph back into it, make sure Draymond's healthy and make sure Clay is close to being Clay again. I think there are a lot of reasons to feel good that they're closer to the more dominant team, but nobody really knows. We're just going to have to wait and see how Steph's feeling. And that again makes this season. It's been one of the most fascinating warrior seasons of all time for that very reason. It ha- it has been, and it's, and it's only going to, to continue because mm-hmm. there is the potential for them to get everybody back and and use the first round not going to be easy i think that is going to i think it is going to be more difficult than than people think to get everybody like i i would almost bet that curry coming back and getting everybody on the same page i would almost bet that that does cost the warriors a game in the first round i don't think it costs them a series but i i would bet that there is a game that the warriors lose in let's say the first four of a, of a playoff series where it's like ah well that's that's just kind of not having everybody quite on the same page yet and and they're going to have to overcome it but the benefit is if you can overcome it and win that series and everybody's still healthy coming out of it then you, then you got action then you got big time action well Coach Kerr said when Steph went down, he said, I can see some upside to this. Obviously, you wouldn't choose it, but silver lining, two things. One, Steph gets some rest. Now, how that's going to play out, we'll wait and see. Maybe he will be refreshed. It depends how the foot's feeling. So that's possible. We just don't know yet. The other thing he said was, hey, now we're going to have a chance to play more without Steph so that in the postseason when he's resting, 
you know, we'll be better equipped for those moments. Has that, have we seen that? I think you could make a case we have. They've certainly, last three games, played well without him. Now, it's a whole different animal when you get to the postseason, but I think there's a chance that Steve Kerr's going to end up being right about both those things in terms of the silver lining to Steph's injury. And again, that's just a coach saying, I'm not going to say we're done now, so is there any upside? Yeah, I can see potentially two things here, and we'll see, but he may have been right about both things. Uh, by the way, that that is a real that that was a real uh, a real post. That, that, oh, okay. w- that was a real right. post. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Alex a- Alex Sequig uh, is, is 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 the person that wrote it. NBA Finals early exit. The Warriors and Steve Kerr should consider an amicable divorce. Is is the headline to it? So it, it was real. We've had a few people text in. Uh, Thank you. Th- that it was re- that it was real, but I just I just <laughs> we don't have to continue to get to get into into the depth of it. But it was but it but that was an actual an actual uh, post. Hmm. Okay. Clickbait. Maybe I don't know. Right now, that doesn't look like such a great uh, thing to be uh, posting. But we'll see where this goes. All right, Jason and Arinda on ninety five seven. The game. What's up, Jason? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Sorry, you guys got me? Yeah, you're up, yep, Jason. Yep, we got you What's loud up? and clear, Jason. Go for it. Hey, sorry. Um, yeah, I was just you know enjoying the discussion. Uh, really, it's, it, to me, it's just fascinating what the Warriors are actually going to do in the playoffs versus the regular season. And I was just thinking an analogy is like first, first half Wiggins versus second half Wiggins. And Wiggins specifically, I think if he really, you know, steps up and really has a noticeable impact that you know he played that game, uh, in each playoff game, they really have a good chance with with Curry coming back. But uh, I'm just curious your guys' take on Wiggins. If it's he's just a mercurial figure, and it just seems like the fact that he's going to the playoffs with all these guys is just he's just going to step up. Sometimes I feel like sometimes I mean his ability is always there. It's just the psychological level. If you feel like somehow he's sometimes checked in, sometimes not. Um, and if he'll always be checked in like all these playoff games, uh, I'm just curious your take on that. Yeah, thanks for the call. We've we've talked about it, Whitey. I think you've laid it out better than I. Uh, you know, and we've talked in the past about how his his temperament, I think, at times gets him in trouble when he doesn't play well because he is a quieter guy, and sometimes quiet gets misconstrued for doesn't care or isn't as locked in or isn't going as hard. Um, but but. I'll let you speak to it, but you've pointed out a lot of it is as simple as is he making shots or not. Yeah, to me, when he is missing shots early, he kind of withdraws. And it's not that he doesn't care. I just think it's he maybe feels like, I'm not helping us. I'm not going to keep shooting because I, I can't hit the broad side of a barn right now. Some guys have that different mentality, like, I missed seven in a row, then I'm going to make my next one. I know that. So I think that's been, to me, that's been the biggest thing with Wiggins and when he's shooting well as he has we detailed it earlier JD you had some of the numbers last few games he shot the ball well when he's making the three ball and for the year his numbers are still up but they'd come way down then they're starting to trend back up I mean he's really a force to be reckoned with um, you know very efficient in last game 17 points on only 12 shots three of five beyond the arc and he's you know solid at, at the very least solid uh, defensively. And I just want to say real quickly, as we talk about Coach Kerr, I think Coach Kerr and his staff deserve a lot of credit with the way they've handled Wiggins. You know, he's an all-star this year. Um, and 
Uh, I, I, I think uh, that's another issue that Coach Kerr has been dealing with all year is getting Andrew Wiggins to the point where he's a, a, a net positive for you. So him him trending uh, in the positive direction is a real strong sign. If this team's going to win a championship, I think they're going to need uh, him to be, you know, more people compared to Barnes, Harrison Barnes, who was a nice piece on, you know, 2015 championship team. I think Wiggins is going to have to be a lot better than Harrison Barnes was in 2015 for this team to have a shot at winning a championship. Uh, from the Xfinity Mobile text line in the 408, hey, Whitey and JD, back to your original question, whether we want the Suns or Grizzlies in the second round, I don't think it should matter to a team uh, I don't with championship aspirations. They should win the next two regular season games because it can potentially give them home court advantage if they make a run to the finals. Uh, in parentheses, I don't see the Heat making the finals. That from a first time texter, but a regular listener. So we 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 appreciate that. Uh, thanks for thanks for texting in. And I mean that is one part of this is they can get home court advantage over everyone in the East other than Miami if they can win these next couple of games. Yeah, and I hadn't even been thinking of that. I know we've had a couple people mention that, so thank you for for reminding me of that. Just one more quick point on Wiggins and the coaches. I think they've done a really good job this year at times of trying to get Wiggins going early in quarters. They'll get him the ball, trying to get him going downhill because they realize you get him going early – and you tend to get that more aggressive Wiggins, and that's a very important piece of their puzzle going forward. 888-957-9570-408, appreciate this. That guy James was uh, ticked, uh, we'll say, about more than the Steve Kerr talk. You are two terrific hosts. I listen almost every Saturday. Probably wouldn't listen if anyone else hosted. Appreciate it. Sometimes you need a little boost, and I know I'll admit, Whitey, and sometimes you got to rein me in. I, I've been a little wound up today. I've been a little cranky with the texters today. Uh, it, you know, I, it, it, at times I can I can lose myself a little bit, but but I appreciate you helping me rein it back in, and and sometimes you need a little positive absolutely. affirmation. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, we appreciate it. Appreciate anyone listening. And James, by the way, really good use of the word vexed. I did appreciate that about his call. N- no doubt, and and I agreed with him in the fact that. Look, Steve Kerr should be able to go out on his own terms. I think we would all agree about yeah, that. Gloria right. in San Francisco right. on the phones, 888-957-9570. Hey, Gloria. Hi, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I just have some comments. I, I want to give Steve Kerr and his uh, staff uh, big props on mingling and integrating the new with the veterans. Um, he's thinking about the future of the Warriors as the organization as a whole, and that is not an easy task to do. I know there's pros and cons to that, but as fans, we have to realize that uh, this is a juggling act, and it's delicate. And with that being said, he's, he and his staff has done an exceptional job integrating, and I think you'll see that as the playoffs come into focus, that when all of them get together and play, when all the injuries um, have subsided and they can play as one unit, you're going to see the fluidity of them as a team. Now, my one concern is, is that they don't have any size in the paint. And I'd like to know your guys' Uh, 
how do we remedy that? Because if I was the opposing team, I would punish them in the paint. What can the Warriors do to counteract that? Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks for the call. I think it's 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 go smaller. <laughs> and I think we've you know the the Kawakami interview with with Steve Kerr. I mean, lays out not 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 go small to to you know be able to defend size better, but to try and make the size less effective because the bigs can't keep up with the speed and the pace of the game. I think part of the part of the Jokic prep uh, and, and game plan is I think. Let him let him kind of go off and score, and maybe not get others involved as much. I think the answer to the question too is, um, well, it, we saw it last week against Utah, and we've talked about that, talked about that. But how do you beat a team with a big center? Well, uh, and of course, it depends on how the center defends you. Like Gobert drop, you know, going into drop coverage. That's how you do it, and that's been the warrior way for for many years when they go small. That's how you you shoot them off the floor. Harder to do with a guy like Jokic, but but that's the answer. And I really appreciated Gloria's point about how Coach Kerr has integrated the younger players. I asked this was years ago. I was talking to Tim Roy, and I asked him the bench players on the Warriors. This was probably like 2015, 2016, around there. How come it everyone plays so well? And he said the coaches do a really good job of putting players in position to succeed. And I think, of course, the staff has changed. There have been a number of changes, but I think that's one thing Steve Kerr has done really well, and he's done it well this year with the young players. They have a really keen sense of how to put players in the best position to succeed. I think that's another reason why Wiggins was an all-star this year. We'll end on this note uh, from the 831. J.D. and Whitey are the 95-7 version of Mitchell and Gobert. They just tolerate each other for business purposes. <laughs> true. Guilty. <laughs> no, that's Whitey, not great, true. great to be with you. And, hey, next uh, next time when we're with you, we're going to be talking playoff basketball, Whitey. Next Saturday, uh, we'll find out tomorrow if the Warriors are playing Saturday or Sunday. I have a sneaking suspicion it's going to be Saturday, but it's never official. We've been surprised in the past by the way the schedule breaks out. Uh, but the playoffs are going to be here next week. Looking forward to uh, breaking it all down with you next Saturday. Can't wait. Thanks, J.D. It's been a blast as always. All right. Uh, thanks to Brian as well uh, for helping us out producing the program. Devon and Shamari coming up next. I'll talk to you at four with Warriors Live right here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.